Welcome to the new stable. Yeah. Um, it's obviously brand spanking new. Right, so they um, built it, did they? Built yep, it for you guys. Yep. So yeah. basically oh, four months ago, there was nothing here. Yeah. It was just wow. a dirt car park. So yeah. um, we've got two 10-horse barns at the moment. We're not quite full yet. Yeah. Need another plane load to come over, but... Um, yeah, we've got everything we need. It's, is it's, that where it's at? There, like you, it's just it's just a matter of getting the horses here. Correct. And, yeah. So you, you will be full soon. Yeah, hopefully yeah. in the next oh, fortnight. Yeah. So obviously with New Zealand Carnival being flat out and they've got so many good horses at home, they want to yeah. give them every chance. Yeah. And then um, given it's a quiet time of a year here. Yeah. I do. We do have twenty horses here, but we've got some spelling, and you know, yeah. it's just the way it falls that some have had to go out and um, picked up a few new clients, which is good. But yeah, it's a slow burn at the start for everyone and. It's the same for us, even though yeah. it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, we've got some good horses, but just you got some good horses in. So, and you just bought like seven more at the Magic Millions. Yeah, Nine? I think we came home with I think twelve in the end. So. With twelve, yeah. Um, and you were the yeah, second highest buyers too, I think. Yeah, behind, behind Gay and Adrian, and they bought yeah. Exciting, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Incredible. So yeah, hopefully they should be here in oh, maybe April. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have some two-year-olds and especially horses from the start. You know, yeah. you get sent horses and you don't know how they are. Um, initially, like the sort of idiosyncrasies and stuff, so it'd be good yeah. to have a horse from the start and grow with them, I guess. So, and was that always a plan to get pretty hard at the Magic Millions? Yeah, especially to sort of bolster this stable and, and make a statement, I guess. Yeah, we wanted to yeah. David and Mark wanted to show everyone that we were, um, you know, here to take things seriously. And I guess buying four million dollars is gonna, yeah, that, isn't it? Because in the podcast I did with him, I said to him, Oh, there's some pretty heavy hitters at the yearling sales. Are you yeah. can you compete with him? He was like, Absolutely, I'll be fine. And yeah. he showed that he could. So, yeah, well, yeah. David's obviously got some incredible connections with, yeah, Coolmore and um, you know, just all the big farms in general. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think Jerry might have a few horses with us. So, when yeah. you got contacts like that, and, and David's got the friends, and um, to be able to fill the horses that we bought. Yeah. He's got some uh, pretty incredible contacts and, and loyal owners back home. And obviously Imperatriz was bought at the Magic Million sales. Yeah, yeah. correct. 360, I think she was. So yeah. Nothing too excessive. Yeah. But I, I suppose a lot of those good horses do fall around that bracket, like Winx. Yeah. And, um, yeah, not going against it. We just spent a million dollars and it's yeah. not worth it. But, um, yeah, she was an absolute bargain yes. at the end of the day. So yeah. she's more than paid for herself. And we're going to watch her do some stuff this morning. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just about to walk in the gate. Two Amazing. seconds. In the morning, they come out and they go for a walk. Um, they all sort of have half an hour walk. Okay. And then, um, and then Imperatriz. This is Laura. Laura rides. Hey, Laura. How are you? This is Rich. Thanks for letting us come say hello. Um, and Jason, who straps her. Hey, Jace. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you doing? Really good. Um, so yeah, she goes for a swim before she works every day, just yep. to sort of get the muscles flowing. It's part of her routine. Not all of them do it, but... And she had a strong gallop last week, right? Yeah, she had one Thursday. Yeah. Um, we took her over to the course proper. So just for a trip away and just helps with them tightening up. And she's quite a big, heavy filly. So um, she sort of has to lose a bit more weight before we get her to the trials. Yeah, she looks pretty trim. But yeah. She's, she's still got a way to go, does she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. She just does so well. Um, yeah. There's a sleeve. Can I give her a pat? Is that all right? Oh, she's quiet as a lamb. Yeah, yeah. Hey, girl, how are you? Um, so, yeah, we'll keep taking her away a few times over the next month just yep. to trim her up. I think when she went out for two weeks, she put on about 30, 40 kilos. Medium. So, you've got to try and strip that weight off. And, Laura, you ride her all the time, do you, in track with it? Yeah. Yeah. That must be fun. Yeah, it's good. 
easy. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, and you can totally tell the difference that she's the machine she is. Yeah, usually when you've got a jet underneath you, you know, you've got a jet underneath. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different feeling. Yeah. It's like driving being a Ferrari to driving a Kia. What will she do this morning? Uh, so she'll just go out for an 800 meter gallop, just mm -hmm. a soft one. Um, she's going to go over to Cranbourne Races on Friday night and have a, a sort of race course exhibition gallop. So oh, really? she'll go over there and work with Skewith. Yep. So it'll be a, a decent group one gallop. But, Fantastic. Um, so that'll be a proper gallop? Like yeah. We may sort of substitute some of these gallops as a sort of trial for her. Mm -hmm. We're not sure whether we're going to trial her twice or um, we'll just see how fitness comes along and um, as to whether we give her two or not. But just the trips away again, like it helps her lose weight, um, helps her trim up and she just loves new things. So mm. to get her away from Cranbourne where she's comfortable, mm -hmm. it does wonders for her mind and yeah, keeping right. her fresh and well. So this is very much home for her now, is it, you can tell? Yeah, she will go home for the winter. Yes, um, back to Tiaka. Yeah, she'll go back to the stud for whether it be five, six weeks. And they'll just find um, a big paddock in the middle of nowhere in that property for her, right? Yep. Yeah, it's the most incredible farm. Yeah, yeah so you went over there for a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, stayed up at the farm for a night or so, and it's you know, it's like MCG grass every everywhere, yeah. the property. I remember getting the car with David, he said, oh, if you see a weed, tell me and we'll pull over. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'll see a weed, surely. But of all 4,000 acres, there wasn't one weed. Wow. I think this sort of 14, 13, 12 this morning is yeah. all she really needs. That's when she went straight past Giga Kicks. Yeah, yeah, correct. We've, we've lost the Manicato rug, so it's why we really? Yeah, I think, I think they stole it. Right. Like, usually they like give someone it to, just, they'll someone. give it to me or they'll give it to whoever's strapping. But, um, yeah, it's just gone. I oh, assume right. it's back in New Zealand. And I, sometimes an owner just pinches it under yeah, the Yeah, right. <laughs> so just nice measured work. Yeah. Well, we'll have kept her under wraps. So when she walks back, like, or when she finishes a gallop, most horses get a bit jig-joggy and fired up. She just doesn't give a crap. Yeah. She just walks back, cool, calm, collected. Yeah. So she's got real presence? Yeah. She's just so composed. Does like she have if, a stable name? Yeah, Berry. 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 B-E-R-I. Okay. Or Halle Berry. Okay. The actor. Because she's that good at she's good looking. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was from David's wife, Karen. She came up with that yeah, one. Yeah, she so can do that. It's actually very fitting. <laughs> Is her whole program towards, like, the lightning stakes set in stone you know months in advance or do you change it up no nah, we, we from the start we've had a plan yeah but then it changes um but yeah as of yesterday even like you've got to sometimes weather throws things off like we had a jump out plan to go to mornington not next wednesday mm -hmm. but that got washed out last week so therefore there's a huge backlog of yeah. mornington trainers yes and they get preference over us so yeah Okay. Then they ring us saying, oh, you might not be able to come. So yeah. then you've got to work out many different pathways. She could stay here for two jump outs, but Mark's of the opinion she sort of needs to go away and have um, have those experiences away. So sure. she's just come up here, we'll wait for her here. Um, so yeah, now we sort of go back to well, maybe we'll give her two race course gallops and a trial. Um, it's, it's a little bit playing as it comes. Mm. And how much do you talk to Mark about? Yeah, her and all the other horses' Probably schedules. Sort of a couple of times a week. Yep. Um, Mark's very relaxing, very trustworthy. So yeah, so it's a, it lot, a lot's it, put on your yeah, shoulders. It, yeah. it, it makes it nice, I guess, when you've got that trust. Happy? Hey, girl. Yeah. Grass is nice. Yeah. She's usually that easy. Yeah. Action looked good. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're telling her walk, eh? And so that worked this morning. When's the next time she'll do something that rigorous? Um, so she'll just tick over Wednesday, Thursday now quietly. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually go out on the track or? Again, that sort of things I'll think about as the day goes on. She could yeah. have a treadmill tomorrow, uh -huh. quiet day. Typically in the afternoon, I'll come in and trot her up just to see if she's good as gold muscle wise. And um, she could have a day on the treadmill. She might go to the beach. Yeah. Um, typically after a gallop days, we'd usually take her down the beach. Will that happen today? Uh, on a Wednesday, we'd do it uh -huh. often. So she would just go for a swim in the morning, put a saddle on um, and go down and just wade sort of, yeah, they wade for about 30, 40 minutes, which yeah. is actually a workout in the end. By the time uh -huh. they walk through it, um, it does enough for them. And but she loves she'll it, She'll right? probably, oh, she's happy as Larry. Yeah. But she'll probably wait till Friday now to have that serious, you'll see on racing.com, they'll probably put it up yep. when she does that, um, that exhibition gallop Friday night. Yes. And that, that'll, um, that'll be her biggest hit out yet. And then, then we just sort of got to weigh up. We're hoping to get in those jump outs on Wednesday, mm -hmm. but we won't know until Saturday, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, it's just a matter of... So she seems like she's doing a couple of decent pieces of work a week at the moment. Yeah, yeah. got her, because otherwise she, um, otherwise she's puts on weight. <laughs> yeah. She's, So that's just, it looks dirty water, but it's actually got molasses in it. Okay. And so, it's just a little recipe of done over my years. That, the compression stuff that they're taking off now, that's standard. Yeah, we just copy exactly what they did at home, yeah. basically. She came over, well, she, they said she wears exercise bandages. Yeah. Um, she probably doesn't need them, but uh -huh. with good horses, you just take no chance, basically. Yeah. Um, same behind. In the past, she might have knocked herself a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she... See for yourself right now. She doesn't knock. She's got no issues right now. So she just goes straight on the walker and has a pull down for about 20 minutes, and yeah. then we hose her after that. Yeah, nice. Um, most horses get hosed as soon as they come in, but it's just to help her muscles cool down. And she is on a diet, which is a, a <laughs> sort of a small feed for us, um, or for any horse here. But um, yeah, you just gotta. She'll be on more feed when she's up and racing, but yeah. you've got to trim her up. It's, and it's just like professional athletes, they've got to be on a diet and make sure they don't eat too much because yeah. some weeks she'll put on five kilos and you're pulling your hair out thinking how she put on five kilos, but yeah. it's just because anything in front of her, she just eats. She's an absolute machine. So like yeah. that hay bag will be empty before you guys finish up and leave. Yeah. Basically. Right. And is she lazy at all? Like do you have to get her going or does she? Uh, when she walks to the pool in the morning, uh, she just stops and stares at everything. She's, I remember reading Moody's book about like caviar and it, it, I think a strap used to say she'd stop at the same point every morning to stare and weirdly enough she does the exact same thing like as yeah. soon as she walks out the gate Jason's got to like pull her to get her the pool and yeah. it's not through being difficult she just wants to stare at everything she sees she's very yeah. uh, very attentive so on the way she probably stop about four times the whole way yeah um, and just stares and you know, there could be other horses playing up going off and she just cool calm click yeah. so um, no she, you can look at it two ways, lazy, but I think she's just very um, receptive to everything going on around her and it shows why she's so bloody smart, basically. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's very cruisy. Otherwise, you can, the amount of people that have come in and yeah. patted her and said hello, and she just walks up, puts her head in your lap, and there's not many horses, let alone sprinters. Usually they're pretty pushy and yeah. um, got a bit of attitude, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's got 
just no sort of vices at all really. She's uh, she's bomb proof. And were you blown away by the spring that she had? Because obviously you got the job here. You would have thought, okay, they've got some good horses, but you probably couldn't have anticipated how good she gave a spring, or did you think that that might happen? No, I, there's no way I could have sort of envisaged that. I don't think any of us could have. Yeah. At the end of the day, she'd obviously been a champion in New Zealand, but yeah. when you come over here and you're taking Giga Kick and, and some of those top sprinters yeah. um, in secret, I think we would have been happy if she won a Group 2 and a Group 1 or a yeah. Group 1s or probably just a Group 1. Yeah. Um, but for her to get to sort of third up and be unbeaten and yeah. sort of spruik the way she was, yeah. Um, yeah, she just went to another level. And yeah. whether that's the change of environment and tracks and um, everything just falling away, and Mark says that things go wrong in an instant with horses. They can get a stone bruise or something go mm. wrong, but nothing went wrong with the whole yeah. And touch wood, it happens goes the same way this time yeah. around um, but that goes a long way to yeah. also having a successful spring or autumn but yeah it was hard to believe it um, it went as smooth as it did so yeah hopefully that can continue yeah and in the McEwen were you, you were there on the day I presume yeah yeah they had a big day back at home in New Zealand so um, Mark couldn't get across or David so it was, yeah it was a bit of a lone soldier but um, yeah I was I was hoping at the end of the day I'd be ringing Mark and saying oh she ran a good second yeah finished off well but uh, yeah, I stood with some mates who worked with me at Danny's and um, she went past them and I just was like, she's... <laughs> yeah, it, you, yeah, it was just that. amazing, wasn't it? Because it looked yeah. like you know, she was off the bit and he, he was just going to kick and then that, that... I mean, it was a turn of foot that you, don't, you so rarely see. Yeah. Like she really announced herself, didn't it? The whole industry was just like, fuck, look at this thing. Yeah. And two questions on that. One, does she always know when it's race day? Um, a few routines with the horses happen... Uh, on race day and pre-race day. So mm -hmm. like they, they don't get any hay not before they race. Um, so when they sort of know that that's happening mm -hmm. and she just swims on race morning, um, I would say she's smart enough to be like, all right, I know I'm, I'm, today. I know I'm running today. And, and yeah, if she's gone to the pool, she might have a little buck and a squeal and yeah. show us she's feeling well. Um, typically every day, like she'll have a buck and a squeal and you know she's in the right zone. I think the yeah. day she doesn't do that is the day that you wonder if, if you know, She's uh, not up to Ray game, but um, by the time she gets to the races, she's she's great. Yeah. Um, she's the most sort of bomb-proof horse, but once you put the saddle on her back, she just just turns into a raging bull, basically. How good. That's she, what just, you want. she gets the parade ring, she'll have a little jig-jog play up. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if you saw, there was two starts where she tried to buck Opie off yeah. going down to the gates. So um, you'll right. see she has a pony every race day now. And, even one of the pony blokes down in the sprint, he said, God, you owe us a slab because she was a handful. Yeah, and, and in the champion sprint, like that's when she probably got pushed the hardest. Could you tell after that race that she really had to dig deep to win that day? It's actually probably one of the best she's pulled up all spring, amazingly. Mm. Um, everything had gone so faultless, like even leading up to that, she hadn't shown us any signs of training off or you know, physios and chiros are happy with her body. So um, it's just a matter of knowing whether she handled it straight. But yeah, the next day after that, she cleaned up her feed, she trod up well, and yeah. um, I've said to many people, she didn't dapple up all spring, like she had a good coat, but she didn't have dapples all over it. And then it, was, it wasn't until probably the last, um, the next day, sorry, before she went out, she had dapples all over her. Yeah. She looks better than she has all prep, yeah. so she went and had the two weeks in the paddock, and then when she came back, she was just covered in dapples. So right. her skin now is better than what it was all spring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully that's a sign of things yeah. to come, but but she does weigh a little bit more than what she did in the spring. So yeah. if we can get that off her. And it's pretty light 
autumn campaign, just three starts. So we're Correct. lightning into the William Reed. Uh, yep. And then Reed. into the TJ. Correct, yep. Yeah. And so just then she can go back to New Zealand, have a good spell, and then we can target the Everest, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. There yeah. we go. Take her. We'll come with us now. Yeah, She's going to go for a roll. And um, Royal Ascot, ever serious talk about that? Um, I think the team just wanted to get through the this year, basically. Yeah. If, if she was to go through the spring once again and um, and win everything, yeah, um, or yeah, do a good enough job, then yeah, we might think about it. But she yeah. will be, I think, um, yeah, she'll be rising in age then. For yes, it, it is very hard to take a filly, a mare across to Europe. Like you, you see, sort of Paul and Gatta, like she looked amazing, but it's it's hard to keep them up at their A game. Yeah. And, and it falls just, in it. It's an awkward spot because it falls right in the middle of autumn and spring for yeah, us, doesn't it? Correct. So it's you're hard sort of, to... You're right off the rest of your year, basically. Yes. Um, so, but you look at David see... and his legacy, and it might be important to him. Yeah. You know, to... Correct. I'm sure he'd love to. I know he's had a winner at Ascot, but not, yeah. not Royal Ascot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's. Oh, it's a hard thing to do. It's very. It's a lot easier to go with colts or geldings, but really, yeah, well, it's just to do because with of the their, season. Like, yeah, they, right. Black caviar. When she went over, she her coat went. She sort of trained off a lot. Yeah, I think it just highlights how good she was because she wasn't yeah. anywhere near her, her A game. Yes, um, but mares typically it's just very hard to keep their coats flowing, whereas geldings and colts, um, yeah, they they hold their coat and their condition, and the winter doesn't bother them, you know. There's no plan to, to go up in distance. No, like Mark floated the idea of, of the all-aged, which is 1,400. Um, yeah, that might change. It might not. It's, mm. it's a matter of seeing how the prep goes on. But, um, but yeah, I think showing showing the turn of foot she has when she's fresh, Yeah. Um, I think that's probably been what's been incredibly worked out by Mark and just determining her to be a sprinter. Yeah. He's sort of completely rejuvenated the way she's trained and kept fresh. And um, I'm sure if we trained her to be a miler, we could, but I think she's probably a better sprinter at the end of yeah. the day. So yeah. um, got to give her every chance to to be as good as that as possible. And the Sydney way of going, no no real concern? I don't think so. Yeah. I, think, I think the day she got beaten by Taurus, she's just a bit stiff and yeah. he had just a freak yeah, day. A bit of a blue moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just turned up. So he got shot out of a gun, didn't he? Yeah. And Opie always says, like, never hit the front too early with her, which goes right. completely against Flemington what he did. Yeah. But he, he reckons, like, she shuts down when she's in front too soon. Okay. Um, so James said, like, I felt her, like, he just said, I went too early. And he, he yeah. admits that to David and, and the whole team, basically. Yeah. Um, ready to go? Fine. Yeah. So we've got you with you about to go out for a gallop. Yeah, yeah, she's she's doing the same. She can have like, a good, like nice thirty-eight, probably yeah, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Yeah. So your background, um, how did you end up here, and where where have you sort of done all your training and experience? Yeah, so I've spent the last five years with uh, Danny O'Brien, um, working at his Flemington and Bowen Head stables. Yep. And then sort of come to the time where I was ready for a new challenge and. Um, had thought about going training on my own, but I wasn't in any rush. I always thought if I'm 30 and training, then I'll be happy. A few years off that, but um, I ended up 
giving David Ellis an email about the opportunity to, to maybe work for them and, and I wasn't sure if they were setting up a base in Australia or mm. if they'd had a trainer. So and was it a completely of, cold email? You didn't know David at all? No, just... I didn't. I just took a part. I, I had yeah. heard and watched um, videos about like Mark walking up the driveway one day. But, yeah, that's what I was about And then I heard Jamie did something similar. Yeah. I thought, well, why not? So Yeah, good on you. Wow. I, I just short, sharp email and yeah, within that day, they, him and um, and Mark got back to me and within a few weeks we were meeting in Melbourne for, for lunch and yeah, it just took off very quickly from there. So, um, it's it. yeah, so that, it's not even a year, right? But yeah. No, it, it, it was it was only in the winter, just yeah. so June, July, it all sort of progressed. Yeah. Um, I think Tanny was away on a holiday and it sort of all happened quickly in a few weeks and when he got back, I had to say, oh, yeah. I'm finishing up. Yeah. He was, Dan was incredible to me and yeah. um, very opportunistic, so. Um, but before that, I was in Europe for a couple of years. Um, was lucky enough to work in Newmarket, and at the same time I was there with people like Sam Friedman and uh -huh. Calvin McAvoy and um, Jack Turnbull, who's now at Kieran and Dave. So we yeah. had a pretty good little group of yeah, of good guys. Group. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we were very young, so we we had a great time. But we learnt so much. You know, it held us in good stead when we've all come back here and um, forged our own pathways. And yeah, um, yeah, I worked for a guy called Hugo Palmer, which at the time was. Pretty incredible. We had a horse called Gallo Gold, which was Guinea's winner, and um, went up to this tower over here. And just some very good horses over the years. So to say you've worked with horses like that, um, it's pretty special. And Newmarket's one of the most incredible places yeah. in the world, really. It's, there's no place like it. So you sort of learn from the best. And when you get back here, it puts you sort of leaps and bounds in front of other people that haven't probably done it. Sure. So. Um, and you have a lot of the rises there, right? A lot of Correct. the gallops. Yeah, the it's, it's yeah. incredible because the town's sort of in the middle of all the gallops. So, uh -huh. you know, you can be going up a hill, hill gallop anywhere around the town and it always looks back down on the town. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even actually know how many different gallops there are. There'd be dozens and dozens of, of sort of grass and synthetic tracks. But, yeah, they're just sort of, sort of through paddocks and hills yeah. and it's, um, it's incredible. And you, we don't have them here, do we? There's nothing really like that. No, but there is sand hills out the back. Okay. So in about, I think, two lots time, we've got a couple of horses going out there. Yeah. So we'll show you guys how that works. Yes, it's, really. It's incredible. Um, and so they, it's about, there's a small sand track and then there's a big one, but it just goes through sort of forest area. So. Yeah, I've seen that. I think uh, Mick Kent Jr. put it great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It. That's right. Yeah. Um, so to be able to send your horses out there, like, we're just learning how it works and what's uh -huh. best, but some horses probably need to go for a spell. And then we'll just put them out there every day for a couple of weeks and they just completely chill out, change yeah. their mentality. Um, it's, you can see why like all the trainers from Crawford have come here and just sort of found lengths on how they were training. Yeah. Um, you can also get horses fit out there. It's just, yeah, it's probably the best training um, sort of facility in the whole country. Yeah, I think very much out so. there. Yeah, and so Skewiff was, if anything, was he a little, she a little disappointing, springtime, or you guys were happy? Um, early days, yes, but she had a few sort of barrier issues, mm -hmm. um, and so once we sorted that out, um, we sent her off to her. There she's there. You can see her misbehaving, just cantering out. Uh -huh. So she's nowhere near the track. She's. A little bit of a menace, basically. Um, once we got on top of the barrier issues, a guy called Julian Welsh took her for two weeks and just completely re-educated her for uh -huh. us. Um, and then subsequently she came out and won at Flemington. Yes. And then from that moment on, she just sort of 
completely changed her mentality and the way the way she behaved at home. So she's made it a lot easier to train. I think the way she's come back in now, yeah. um, I, I sort of put uh, put my balls in the line the other day to Mark Chittick and said, I think she'll have a massive prep because she's just in the best headspace she's ever been. Because she's a group one winner, isn't she? Correct, yeah. yeah. And like, if you go watch her run again in the Rupert Clark, like it was huge. Mm -hmm. She was back last, you couldn't make any ground for the day. And she sort of, she has like a short, sharp, three, two to three hundred meter sprint. Yeah. So she sort of peaks quickly. She has to have everything go her way, which definitely didn't happen in the Rupert Clark being last. So um, she'll go first up to the Oakley Plate. Really? Um, wow. yeah. And then maybe the new market. We haven't sort of okay. confirmed that. So going big early. But yeah. she sprints very well fresh. So we just thought we'd give her a chance to, similar to Imperatrice, just train her a bit fresher. Yeah. Get the sprint back in her legs and um, and see if she can pick up one of those good yeah. Good early group ones, you know. She she only had two weeks in the paddock, so she's held on to plenty of residual fitness from the spring. Sure. And she it's, won't take much to get fit. It's two weeks in the paddock short Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot of well, some stables like to give them a month, some stables like to give longer. But a lot of stables now believe like if they're out in the paddock longer than two weeks, it's just not necessary for them. Like we go for a two week holiday and we're refreshing the mind. Because yeah. if a horse goes for longer, you sort of start to lose all the fitness you built up, the bone density, everything that you've helped their body achieve um, can just go backwards on you. Yes. And so you don't want to lose that too much. There's almost sort of just as many negatives going out as there are positives. Happy? Yeah. She skated along, hey? Put my bottom dollar, she'll win a nice race this, How good. this spring. She's probably, I said to Mark, she's probably like a Sangster filly. Yeah, um, that's, that's the Adelaide race. In Adelaide, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it does sort of fall away a bit every year, and I'd say she's probably a bit above the standard that goes there. So if she doesn't get one early, that's certainly her race for the taking. So we're just about to work a two-year-old filly here for the morning. This will be her first gallop for us. So um, we bought her at the Breeze Ups just okay. last month, uh, probably two months ago. So yeah. um, this is our first horse for OTI. Oh, very good. So. It's just about getting new colours and owners in the stable. Yeah, it's changing perception that it's not. Yeah, because a lot of people tangerine. Yeah, because people think that it's a closed shop, but yeah. it's it's not nah, about at all, is nah, it? No. Nah. Yeah. So we've got you see on the doors all the door cards. We've got a few different colours yeah. now coming into the stable. So the horse you bought with Coolmore, he was a Palace Talk horse, is yep. that right? Yeah. So is that yep. it'll just be David and Coolmore race it, or is it other people as well? No, it'll just be Coolmore in it. So yeah. Um, I'm not sure of the finer details, but yeah, mm. it'll race in Cornwall's colours and yep. to have their colours in the stable will be yeah. really special. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we bought the, the Wooden Bassett um, yes. Avantage filly off them, so yeah. I think they'll be pretty happy that we tipped yeah, in 2 .1 .1 million for that. Yeah. So hopefully, um, yeah, we might pick up a few more horses out of that. Yeah. Often farms appreciate when you buy one off them, they might yeah. have one in the paddock at home that they'll give you as well. So yeah. um, giving those big farm support can go a long way in setting up your stable over here which is sort of a plan amongst buying the horses we want as well. Yeah. So be it, they come from the best farms. And I hear Mark Walker talk a lot about golden slippers. Is that a real focus of this table to try and win a golden slipper? Yeah, Mark's passion seems to be two-year-old racing. He, mm -hmm. he loves it, prides himself on it, and, and the record at home speaks for mm. himself. Laura's a bloody good track rider, so yeah. she'll sort of know, know what to do and what not to do. Yep. And so you rely on her a lot, do you? For... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of... I tell her what I wanted to do, but she's the one on the horse at the end of the day, so yeah. she she does a lot of feel. 
as to what's best for she's, her. she's Australian? She's Australian. Yeah, yeah. So James Winks, the jockey? Yep. That's his wife. Oh, lovely. So yeah. um, Laura's ridden in Dubai, Hong Kong, Singapore. Like she's ridden all over the world. Yeah. So to have someone with her experience is yeah. just paramount. To set you up anyway, especially yeah. when you've got Imperatrice at start and those type of horses. You yeah. want someone that's going to give you the best feedback. So um, no, she's pretty, pretty all over it, Laura. And so you at the... Um, sales last week like how experienced are you in like yearling selection and all that kind of stuff uh i was pretty fortunate with danny he was sort of very opportunity um providing for me so when the yearling sales would come around i'd often go up to the hunter valley and inspect the horses with or without danny yep um sometimes it was just a cross off what was really bad and help his list mm. be shorter but that experience for me is just invaluable to to be able to form an opinion over the years. Um, you know, you work, I've been fortunate with Danny, with Pete, and now it's okay to work with good horses. So you get an idea as to what is, what you like in a horse and what progresses as a good horse. And then you take that to the ewing sales yeah. and, and refine that. So um, don't have any proof behind me yet as to putting the hand up and saying, I've bought a good one, but yeah. um, being able to work with David Ellis um, <coughs> and with Mark Walker and, and previous trainers like Danny and and um, you know, even going around the sales with Pete, what yeah. you pick up from each of those people, mm. um, it, it takes you a long way. So very fortunate to be able to have those opportunities and hopefully in the future it can yeah. you know, go into something that, um, that it, yeah, shows it's a good horse, I guess. Yeah, and how involved were you in the selection process last week of the uh, it, it all falls back to, to Mark and David. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the nicest horse that I saw was the Sintzel that we ended up buying, mm -hmm. thankfully. Um, but every time, like Mark's very inclusive, he'll turn to you and say, what do you think of that? Or yeah. um, David will come over and say, what did you write in your book? Yeah. And, and those little efforts are, are sort of making sure you're on the right pathway to what yeah. they see and like in a horse. Um, but at the end of the day, it would come back to David and Mark saying, yeah. we want this or, or we don't want that. So. And did you know they were going to go hard? Like, could but they basically there was fireworks wasn't there like they did yeah. you know it was coming or were you a bit surprised oh, as well a little bit of both i yeah. knew that there was some cults and flus they really wanted mm. um and sometimes you might write in your book you know this might go for 500 but those good horses were going for, for a million um yeah. the market was still so strong so i sort of knew that two or three cults we were going to go hard on um but I've, I've never really been able to go to the sales and keep a book open on a page like that and think yeah. oh well yeah. we'll keep looking so i wasn't um i wasn't too sure what to expect but yeah. when we sat down and finalized our list and they left horses on that you think well this will make a million i was like oh this will be fascinating <laughs> yeah. um so yeah like we bought the schnitzel um from blue gun farm for i think 1.2 he was high on our list for, for everyone we yeah. thought he's a, he's a belter so there was a couple of horses that we were like we, we're definitely going to go gun-ho for but and um come home with like the, the avantage and um, and the palace talk and calls yeah. like that. Yeah, probably. Did the avantage go for more than more than you guys thought? Or? Yeah, it's a good question. I probably yeah, two mil. I think more than what I thought. But just so many good judges were on her. Mm. Like I heard there was four people bidding between the million and two million. Yeah. Um, everyone just thought she was an absolute belter. And it's yeah. funny. Like the, I did the same as Mark. I tried to make sure I did all the videos, all the photos leading up to the sale um, in the online catalogue. And, and I liked her, I thought she was good looking, but I didn't 
write down like star or anything. Yeah. But the improvement she showed six weeks between there and the sale, right. like she just turned into an absolute belter. And, yeah. And that just shows some horses handle the prep better than others. Some don't improve. Um, it's it's the ones that change a lot in six weeks that makes you think, shit, what are they going to do um, in the foreseeable future? So yeah, she just mm. she's actually got a head on her like Imperatrix, just stunning. So, yeah. Um, yeah, probably in hindsight, it shouldn't be a shock that she made so much. Yeah. And so, obviously, you're going to try and win the slipper with her, correct? Well, she'll have a bit of competition, I'd say, with the Colts. Um, with her breeding, Wooten Bassett, they're not that early, I don't think. Okay. Um, I think in, in Europe, he might have had a two-year-old group moment a bit. Um, like he's got a son called King of Steel, who's more of a three-year-old. Al Menzel is more a three-, four-, five-year-old. So, um, I think she'll be a filly that will take a bit of patience and yep. hopefully develop into like a guineas three-year-old. Okay three-year-old filly, but um, horses like the Snitzel um, and the I'm Invincible from uh, that we bought from Yarraman for Coolmore, they're two-year-old types that, yes. um, that should be up and running early, the Zoo Star and a couple of fillies. So, yeah, I'd say in amongst them there's half a dozen that are proper two-year-old types. Okay. Um, and then we bought three Savabiles that are probably more three-year-old classic types and, and then Avantage, which she could be anything, who knows? Yeah. She could be two-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's when, up, when it's they're that her, good, they yeah. can turn up and do more than you expect. Yeah. Um, hopefully, she's an example of that. Yeah. Um, next year, anyway. Was it one of the best weeks of your career, hanging up there? And it was not. It was pretty special. Yeah. yeah. To see, um, just to see, like David Ellis is the best judge in the world by stats. Yeah. So to see what he likes, and I suppose look over his shoulder at what he writes and what he how he rates horses. Yeah, you, know, you pinch yourself that. You get the chance to do that with him, yeah. um, and Mark as well. You know the, the way they work together. They've been working together for thirty years, yeah. which I don't think you can think of many people in racing full stop that yeah. have worked together as a buyer, trainer, yeah. etc., syndicator. Yeah. As that, I, I reckon that's, um, I reckon that's incredible, really. What about English Eastern stuff? They plan to go there and. Yep. Yep. So they'll. Um, I do inspections there. They've got a guy called Marcus Corbin who used to run Cambridge State yeah, yeah. for Patrick Hogan. So Marcus is also renowned as one of the best sort of judges of a horse. And he likes the den. He's always liking our stuff on Twitter and stuff. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so he's, he's a great guy. So he does a lot of the groundwork for David and Mark and then sort of trims up the list. And then, yeah, they'll, they'll meet there. Um, let's say we'll go to Easter and maybe Melbourne. I'm yep. not 100% sure about Melbourne yet, but I think given we're here, we probably should... You know, show a bit of support to the Victorian breeding industry. Um, but yeah, we'll weigh that up and, and see yeah. as we go. But East, East is definitely going to be hot on the radar. I suppose a little bit will depend on what they do at um, Caraca. And you, have you seen the um, the boys got paid if they had 50,000 on? It. Yeah, I've heard about it. On um, cool and cool fast. And fast. Yeah. yeah, so they had $50,000 to $21. It's like a punting group um, over there. Yeah, so they had 50000 to $21,000. Like, that day, didn't they, a few weeks ago? Yeah. They, they backed him and they backed. Wild Night, yes. I think, was another one. Yeah. It's yeah. an absolute fill-up. That's yeah. a, it's a unreal concept. Yeah. Hopefully they learn the crack of millions. Yeah. I'd say Tab, Tab New Zealand want them to yeah, yeah, yeah. do exposure and stuff. So well, that'll be, I think that'll be eight in a row. Yes. Or maybe nine. I can't remember what. That, what that, they're that they're two-year-old crack of millions that Tiaka have won. That's yeah. incredible. It could just yeah. be nuts. I think they're going to have six in the race as well. And it, have you had much to do with Jamie Richards? No, not at all. I met him. At the breeze ups for the first time, and we just had like a ten minute chat, and yeah. um, then he got whisked away. So yeah, I, I don't know Jamie at all really, yeah. but um, 
yeah, what he achieves is pretty, yeah. um, pretty inspiring for someone young and wanting to to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got an incredible story too because he, he never had like a background in racing. He yeah. sort of came into it through Tiakau and before you know it, he's training 150 plus yeah. winners a year. So yeah. And now in Hong Kong, it's, yeah. it's incredible. So I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll appreciate having Dave over there as a friend. Yes. And, and a, a fellow compatriot, I guess. Yeah. And does that, you know, obviously you're very entrenched here now and there's a lot for you to achieve in Australia, but is, you know, would you ever want to do that, go and train overseas like Jamie has and Dave Eustace have? Yeah, I think everyone's got their own motives, but yeah. I think if you're not aiming for something like that, yeah. then you know, you're not showing your aspirations. Like, it's arguably the best racing jurisdiction in the world. Yeah. Um, and it sets you up for life if you make it there. Yeah. Um, but if you can prove yourself, which obviously Jamie and, and David Euston that have, um, yeah, it's a lot to get to that position, isn't yeah. it? So I'd love to, but have to admit I've got plenty to learn and yeah. plenty of people to, to meet and things to do before I suppose mm. that comes up. And you see a lot of trainers go late in their career. Yeah. Some get lucky enough to go early, so um, you never say no to it, definitely. It's, mm. Yeah, I reckon it'll be an incredible uh, learning curve and mm. opportunity. Because the connections you'll make through this role are going to set you up forever, really, aren't they? You'll, you'll, yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. It's You don't... I don't even know where it's going to go in the next 12 months, let alone yeah. 24 months. And um, I always said I'm, I'm not in any rush. Yeah. So I might as well soak this chance up with Tiakau and yeah. enjoy the ride, learning off Mark and David and Karen and the whole team. Yeah. Um, and, the, and when you get the stock that we're going to get, yeah. you don't really want to go anywhere else. No. And are you a competitive person? Like, is it, you know, when I did an interview with Jamie and I said to him, do you have to win the, one day do you have to win the Hong Kong Premiership? And he thought about it for a second. He was like, yeah, I've got to do it. Yeah. And like, is that something, are you like that as well? Or? Yeah, like I'd, I'd be kidding myself if I wasn't envious of, of what like Kieran's achieving or yeah. Chris Waller. I've always, my mum was a small trainer and uh, she only ever trained since 20, 30 years. And I always thought, oh, I'd, I don't want to do it that way. I'd rather have hundreds in work and go as hard as you can. Um, yeah. I, I find that very inspiring. So I think if, if we could set a target to be in the top three Metro stables in Victoria. I reckon that's a, a good goal to have. Yeah. Because um, by numbers, we probably won't be able to compete with, with Kieran or, or Lindsay Park. But yeah. if you can train more Metro winners and then you, you stand out big time. Yeah. Um, I reckon that'd be a good goal to achieve. And yeah. Well, if it does get more than 70 horses, then we might start looking at, at bigger things. But um, yeah, we'll see what Mark's aspirations are and hopefully they line up. Yeah. Exciting. We'd love to get there. Yeah. Couldn't have got a better morning. No. It's honestly, it's like, cause I, I woke up at, at one this morning and it was bucketing. Yeah, I heard that. Hailing, yeah. I was like, oh God. So does she get this every day, does she? Yeah. And all the horses after the gallop, we get a good Uh-huh. So we have a And is the, is the ice directly on her skin or is there a bit of a barrier? So with these boots, it's directly on our skin. Yeah. Um, we have other eye socks, and then there's a barrier, so they kind of go on like a pair of tights, and you double up and you tuck them. Yeah. But with um, these rubber ones, they're uh, straight onto the. So we only do like ten minutes. Okay, so it's done for ten minutes, yeah. Yes. Footy teams a year old magpies. Are yeah, yeah. Did you ever play for them? No, I played for Seymour. Okay, so I was a. Part of the Seymour Lions, but um, do you like I your was footy? A bit of a trader. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. If, if I could play, I'd love to, but okay, you don't get any time. No. Like I used to play when I worked at Moody's, but 
I'd be running out the gate at eight o'clock, and he'd be like, "Where are you going today?" I'm like, "I got footy." It's like, and you work. It's like, yeah. You, Who's you your didn't exactly play very well though. Who's your team? Oh, Essendon. It's been a long twenty years. <laughs> they needed you out there. It sort of makes you half fall out of love with the game, basically. So we're heading to what's it exactly called? This what are you, is the what, Sand Hills. Or, the Sand Hills, yeah. yeah. And what's the rest of the day look like for you? Um, so I finished track work about nine um, and do vet work. Yep. So vet turns up in about half an hour and just got like a few scopes where you check their airways clear and give them some salines, which is just fluids. Given it's so hot, you sort of always want to replace their fluids and um, keep their levels up. So vet work probably takes an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then I'll sit down and go through, I've got two horses ended Saturday. Yep. I'll just check the noms and see what, in two minds whether we run both of them or one of them. So I'll just have a look and then I'm prepared when I talk to Mark as to what um, Are we what looking at the form? Like, yeah, yeah, you'll have it. Yeah. Go through the form. Um, yeah, we, we, we sort of had one horse gallop well this morning, one horse gallop okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter as to whether we accept with both of them or accept with one. The sort of the, the conundrums you face and... Uh, making those those tough calls, so um, I'll probably talk to Mark later in the morning, but yeah. we'll finish here about 10 o'clock, I'd say, and um, I usually spend most of the day on the computer. I'll do the work for tomorrow, which doesn't take long, given yeah. we've only got sort of 15 horses, but yeah. um, you can pot around with that for an hour and then um, try and get back by about 2 o'clock for the afternoon stables. Yes. And so all the horses that have galloped this morning, I'll trot up this afternoon uh -huh. and just check if they're sound and healthy and, and well. Um, I think you want to, we do trot ups every Monday, but you don't really want to wait till Monday to, to know that they've pulled up fine. So yeah. I'd rather have a look at them in the afternoon and then you know the next day what work they can do and um, sort of adjust it accordingly. Um, but most of the horses swim in the afternoon, go for picky grass. Yep. While we've got small numbers, it's easy to keep the horses pretty happy. Yeah. Do those little like 10, 15 minute things that you probably can't always do when you've got 70 or 100 in work. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say in Peritrees and a couple of runners on the weekend, Skiwift, I will go for 10, 15 minute pick of grass yeah. and just enjoy the afternoon. Yeah. I think it's pretty hot for Sava, so 30, degree, that way, 30 degree day, yeah. you sort of keep it very, very minimal for them. Um, and yeah, then finish up the day about 4.30 and that's it. cruise home. Yeah. So what's that, you're 12 or 13 hours in by then, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And then Drastic do you get a day basically. off? Um, when a Sunday rolls around and there's not much to sort of come in for, like if there's no runners on a Saturday um, or Sunday, I'll probably try and have a little lie-in on Fresh. Sunday. What's um, a lie-in, like 5am or something? No, actually, I can still sleep in, thankfully, um, morning. Just, yeah, too small and finish on the hill. Um, yeah, so you basically don't get a day off. This is, is no, that... not really. Like even, <laughs> even if you have a, a cruisy Sunday, you've still got to be thinking about... Yeah. Um, and, and you learn off the other trainers, like Danny would pester me every day of the week. So then you just learn, you've got to think about it every day of the week. Yeah. I shouldn't say pester, he would remind me yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mark will be, it'll be four o'clock on a Sunday and Mark just might shoot a message through. Of, he's obviously thinking about something yeah. um, jockey or horse-wise. So you learn off them that like, if you want yeah. to do it, you've got to it's, it's all, it's all or nothing. And I'm yeah. sure like, speaking like to Jamie, it, yeah. it never ends. Yeah. Your mind's constantly ticking over. And yeah, you got to want it. If you're not doing yeah. that, then you're probably not trying yeah. to better yourself up. Do you ride? I can. I yeah. haven't ridden now. When I was in England, I rode every day. Yeah. Um, but I learned to ride so that I could go to England. Yes. And then like, I grew up riding ponies and that, but I didn't learn track work until later years. Yeah. Um, loved it over there. 
And then I wrote a little bit when I came back for Danny, but he was always like, oh, if you get hurt, yeah. like it doesn't yeah. replace your position. So I I haven't gone on a horse yeah, for go up the hill. six months There's now, I reckon. Some other horses. Yeah. And so that's the workout they get from going up that. It's just yeah. paramount, really. And is there a lot of other hills like that around in this area? So that side, the hill over that side start is longer. Mm -hmm. So on a Wednesday and a Friday, they go that way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably a, a harder hill. And then out the back, there's sort of two gradual inclines. Yeah. But they're only like a couple hundred meters. So they're not drastic, but still the fitness they get out of that compared to just a slow work day out there. It's, it, yeah. You can't beat it really. Yeah. So, but it's nothing like severe, like a new market where yeah. Going up and thousand meter gallops. If you had them, would you love to have them? Do you think they're really beneficial? No, I think they're overrated actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think these are perfect. Yep. You've got a horse going Short up a hill shot. every single day. Yeah. With strain on their back, strain on their like, especially for a horse developing, you get a young horse going up a hill every single day, which is what they do. Yeah. Uh, so many horses would get like sore backs, uh -huh. um, hind end issues, etc. I I found it was a bit overrated. Yeah. And they used to like the tradition of the town, they'd, they'd sort of curse people that train on the hill, uh, sorry, train on the flat side. There was mm -hmm. a hillside and a side where you didn't have any hills. But um, a mate of mine called George Bowie, who's a young trainer yeah. in England, yeah. was just killing it. Yeah. He trains on the flat side and he's right. just adapted how Australian trainers yeah. train and the English way and just incorporate it. And like, he's just taken the piss out of everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, I sort of learned that it wasn't the be all and end all. Yeah. Um, it depends how you use it yeah. at the end of the day. Would you love to go to Ascot with Imperatrix? Like you personally? Yeah. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? But, yeah. um, Out of your hands, really. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and it's, oh God, it would be bloody nerve wracking, I tell you. Yeah. Because you'd probably travel with her, right? You'd... Yeah, I'd, it'd, it'd be an interesting um, debate as to what happens. Like, I suppose Laura would go and ride. Mm. She's got three kids at home, so I don't know how she'd go away for a month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be pretty sort of nostalgic to go back with a horse. And work in the place where yeah. it sort of made or break make or break you there. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd love nothing more than to go back. It'd be pretty special. Yeah. Hopefully, one of those colts we bought there. Yeah. Can yeah. <laughs> be a boom sprinter and take yep. us over there one day. Well, mate, thank you very much. Yeah, it's yeah. been um, incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. So and, um, at least we can do. Yeah. No. Nice. It's, yeah. And uh, yeah, Tiako's for everyone. So anyone watching, like. You know, you'll, they'll do very well to have a horse with you guys. So I fully encourage everyone to, um, if you want to race horses, do it with Tiaka. So, no, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much, mate. Really, really, really great morning. Thank you. Cheers. Uh,